back to old school with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Segment, final segment on, on a long week, but it's been a good one, and we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Uh, Jay Foreman's out the building. He's got some Jay Foreman secret double, triple probation stuff that he has to do that he can't tell us about. Uh, he's putting on his men in black uh, suit, and he's going to head out the door, and uh, he's going to snap the memory of some strange people and hang out with aliens. That's As far as I know, that's what he does when he leaves here. I'm never really sure. Uh, but Cardi Longy will get us through. I want to. I want to talk about the thing that Carter can help us with. I need some opinion on these two baseball series. Carter, you paying attention to the Astros and Yankees? Do you pay attention? I have not paid very mm-hmm. attention to them. Why is that? That's why I, I kind of thought that. That's what what I wanted to ask. I've just never been a big baseball guy growing up. I just I always watched the. I watched football and basketball, but baseball. I mean, I played it, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't really love watching the MLB. Just didn't love it. That's that's clarity, like to understand how people process stuff uh, and how they do that. But as a guy that you know might end up in a major league <laughs> booth one <Yeah>. day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully. I mean, I guess probably the number one thing that I probably want to do, you know, going forward, would be probably football or basketball, just because I know them better. But I know baseball is obviously a, a big market as well that you know needs people too. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I try. I try to. I I still know baseball. I think mm. to a point, like I like I can still obviously describe it and know how it works for the most part. But uh, I don't know. I just never really been a big MLB guy. I never really watched some of it. Choosing between basketball and football, what would you choose? Ah, uh, football. Football definitely. Yep. And then if you could like track down the dude from the Packers and like be the next dude, that, yeah, that, that would be your dream job. Yeah, I think so. I mean, for for a, for a team, yeah, I think. Um, I think the the dream dream would all, would of course for, I think for anybody that is interested in like play by play or anything like that would be like Sunday night football you know being prime time every week. You're but, just gonna shoot. You're just gonna shoot Al Michaels out the building. Yep. You're just gonna get hit. Yeah, look, looks and you gotta go, man. Yeah, I'm Carter Lange. You gotta mm-hmm. go. <laughs> well, look, I can tell you, I uh, this is why I, I smile about it because as a kid, my dream job would have been to work broadcast for the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. when it happens, like if I ever told anybody, like one day I'm gonna. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be voicing the Washington Redskins. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure you are. So aspire, bro. <laughs> Absolutely aspire. Um, I think it's one of those weird weekends where we get to step away from the Huskers, just a step, mm-hmm. uh, and then focus. Right. So, what's the bigger day, football day for you, Saturday or Sunday? What's the bigger football day for you? You know, um, for the most part. You know, growing up and stuff like that, and over, and even still recently, I've always been a bigger NFL guy. Um, I just because I had more of a a passion, I guess, for the, my NFL team than I did for any college team. You know, growing up in North Dakota, the Bison were there, um, and obviously they were very dominant. But uh, you know, they weren't like a big time program, and you know, it was other side of the state. And I was never, I was obviously a Bison fan, and I always will be. But it just wasn't really the same, I guess, emotional connection. I didn't really. You know, I wasn't as happy as I was when the Packers won, you know, with the Bison. And I, you know, I wasn't as emotionally defeated, I guess. You know, I just had more emotion in the NFL. And uh, I just kind of always paid more attention to the NFL, I guess. But this year, I will say, Saturdays have been more enjoyable than Sundays. College football this year, I think, has been much better than NFL football has. What, what, what's been the difference for you? This year? Yeah. I mean, the, just the 
the play, I guess, really, just on the field, the, the entertainment aspect of it. I mean, college football, we've had some some really great matchups. Maybe that's a little bit of recency bias just after last week, too, because last week was one of the best college football weekends we've seen in probably the last 10 years. Uh, but just in general, I think the college football games this year have just been, they've been more high scoring. And I mean, the stars are still showing out in college football. And the NFL, we just haven't really seen the stars, you know, been dominant this year. I mean, it's been kind of here or there. There's been some pretty, you know, terrible games, especially in the primetime slots, which just puts a bad taste in your mouth Ugh. in general. And I mean, fantasy, you know, if you play fantasy football a lot, I mean, you're just not really seeing guys put up points there either. It's just kind of dull this year so far. And I mean, I hope it gets back on track and, you know, we see some more high scoring games and see the those you know electric playmakers really start showing out in the games but for right now it's just been kind of a lot of grit and grind in the NFL and it's been kind of boring give me carter's three three rules for for fantasy football my three rules yeah what are the three things that you you your they're gospel to you and how you pick your your team how you play the game never take a quarterback early um you know especially like first three or four rounds don't ever ever do that the one exception I'll maybe make was this year for Josh Allen. Um, I feel like he was a cut above everybody else where if you got him like late third, early fourth, you know, I would go with him. But never take a quarterback early. Um, I'm a big um, always go running backs early, fill those early because there's so many good wide receivers in the NFL. Um, this year, maybe it, you might you might have gotten bit a little bit on that this year um, just because the wide receivers haven't been as deep, I guess, as they usually are. There hasn't been as enough guys that are really putting up good numbers. But for the most part, I always go running back, running back, especially, um, I guess, depending on the picks I have. Um, and then I guess my third rule, um, I guess I, I can give a couple more. Kickers, defense, kind of tied together. Don't take them until the last two rounds of the draft. Um, people who, like, go and take a defense in, like, the eighth round, I just that doesn't make sense to me at all. That's a time when you get guys. That's when you get rookies and second-year guys who you think are going to, you know, you stash on your bench for a while, and they come back later in the year and, you know, can be solid starters for you. And uh, one last thing I'd say, you always got to be active on the waiver wire. You can't just, you can't, just <laughs> sit, can't just sit around with your team, especially if you're uh, – Especially if you're hovering around 500 or below, you got to be active on the waiver wire and you know, get on the phone like a GM and start making trades. Would you Would you take Christian McCaffrey or no? This year, I did draft him in in, a, okay. in two different leagues. I drafted him. I okay. was I was confident that he'd be good. I you know still hold out hope that he s- stays healthy. But uh, you know, I I think he's a draftable guy as long as you you know you got to have trust he's going to stay healthy. I mean, there's really no other way no other way around it. I mean, if you want to play it safe, yeah, you go with somebody else. But uh, if you're if you're serious about you play fantasy football to win the league, so mm-hmm. if you're if you're really serious about winning the league, you can take a guy who you know has league winning potential, even if you think that there's you know a chance that he gets hurt. You said Josh Allen was far and away the quarterback selection. I'm going to make an assumption that Patrick Mahomes and Brady are two and three, maybe Rodgers. Um, for you with the with the with the lean in fantasy, I would say no. Um, who who who's two, three, and four? Who are the top five? In, top in fantasy five. football? In fantasy football. In fantasy football, I would say the top five are um, Mahomes is still there as well, uh, Lamar, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. and then um, Kyler Murray I think was kind of a guy that a lot of people probably had in the top five coming into the year. I don't know what he's sitting at now. I think he's still at six, maybe five, seven, somewhere in there. Um, Geno Smith has been very good this year. I don't, so, I don't think he's quite top five. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else has been a top fantasy quarterback this year, but I, I, I think I'm missing somebody in the top five. That seems obvious, but I can't think who it is. Top five receivers. Let's go through. Yeah, pl- like fantasy or yeah, on the field. Fantasy. fantasy. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. Um, I don't know if he actually is top five right now, but I would say coming into the season it was Jamar Chase, um, Devontae Adams. Again, coming into the season, I don't know if he is right now, um, but that was probably the safest bet, you know, in the draft. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth guy, I think that's probably where you can start getting some, uh, some you know, difference. But Stephon Diggs, um, and obviously he's proven to be probably arguably the best one. I don't know if 
again, again, I don't look to play rankings lately, but um, you know, he's probably um, top five as well. Are, are those the top five receivers? Period on the field. I would say they they match pretty close. Yeah, I'd say now that DeAndre Hopkins is back, I'd probably throw him up there in the top five. I think a lot of people forget how good he is when he's on. Um, you know, but for the most part, yeah, I think those guys are all in the top five, top six wide receivers in the NFL. Running back, running backs, fantasy, fantasy. Uh, McCaffrey, um, obviously, it's an easy one. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm kind of going off of uh, before the season started, who I kind of thought I would be, see here because again, just don't really know who's at the top five off the top of my head. But mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor um, was an easy one coming into the year. I mean, everybody thought he'd be fantastic, and obviously, he's kind of fallen off. Not hasn't been as good as he as a lot of people thought he would. And got hurt, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, even when he was healthy, he wasn't great. Um, so jo- Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey were the were the top two easy. Derrick Henry is always there. Okay. Um, you got Austin Eckler, you know, a great dual threat guy who we never um, give enough credit to. No, about, never about gets anything. enough credit about anything. Nope. Um, okay. And then Dalvin Cook, I'd say, was a guy who a lot of people had in their top five coming of the year. And then you could also throw Kamara, Aaron Jones in there. Um, just a lot of those guys who are threats to catch ba- passes out of the backfield as well. So when you go through, are, does your heart ever get involved in your picks for fantasy football? No, you I never pick your guy. No, um, I, I learned the hard way. I the first time I played fantasy football was when I was, I think I was probably nine or ten. I played in a family league, and I think I drafted four or five Packers players, and then I, I think I went uh, two and ten or something. <laughs> and so it was after that year. After you that year, learned, I, yeah. After that year, I learned that yeah. you know you don't do that, and then you know, although you would still take, you would have taken Rodgers and and Adams. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it, obviously, I'd, I'll still take those guys if they're in the right position to be picked. But you know, if if I'm sitting at a say this year, um, you know, if I had a to choice between quarterback between uh, Rodgers and say Trey Lance, yeah. um, I I still would have taken Trey Lance. Like, I mean, obviously, wouldn't have worked out for me because he got hurt. But in that scenario, he has more fantasy upside. So, although I hope Rodgers has a great year and you know wins another MVP and hopefully leads the Packers to the Super Bowl. Even when he's having those MVP years, he's still not even. He's usually still not a top three fantasy quarterback. So I just know, you know, got to pick with your head, not your heart. Yeah, and I think a lot of the discussion for folks who who do this on, you know, at that level, uh, at a continual level, my, my curiosity is, well, how do you handle your alerts for schedule? Like, do you have an alert on your phone that tells you, hey, Carter, you got two players that are not playing this week? Yeah, I got I got the thing set up, you know, that say, you know, let, let me know if uh, you know, if I have somebody that if somebody gets I don't injured. I don't think I don't think it tells you. I don't think there's a way to set up if it says like you have somebody on buy in your starting lineup. I don't know if you can set that up. Um, but I don't I don't feel like I need that. Like I pay close enough attention. Like I'm 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 immersed enough into what's going on that I usually know, you know, if I've got guys in there and of course I'm always checking anyways. Um, but like I've got, I've got updates that will tell me if a guy, you know, switches from healthy to questionable or something like that, but uh, other than that, I guess not really. For who, who, are you, who are you competing against? Are these frat brothers? Are these? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in. Uh, I'm in four different leagues this year. Um, I'm in a. <laughs> I'm, in a I'm in a family league. Uh, I'm with. I'm in a league with uh, a lot of my friends that I met last year. Yeah. And I'm in a league with uh, the guys in my frat, and then I'm in a league with my hometown buddies. Where do you rank in your frat? Uh, this year, my team's terrible. Um, I've been <laughs> I've been wheeling and dealing here as we approach the trade deadline. Who's accountable um, for this? <laughs> huh? Who's accountable for this? The what? Who's accountable for this horrible? Accountable? Yeah. I mean, I guess me. Uh, just <laughs> my draft just ended up just not working out. Very Who'd you well. take? Who'd you take in that league? Do you remember? Um, I got McCaffrey was my first pick, uh-huh. um, and then I t- took Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, I can't remember who I took at the third pick. Uh, trying to think of my team's so different now. I couldn't even look at it because I've made so many it just trades looks on. Different, yeah. But like I picked guys like Allen Robinson, who I thought would be way better coming over to the Rams and the Bears. Mm. That didn't work out. Mm. Darnell Mooney, I thought the Bears would be better this year. That didn't work out at all either. Um, trying to think who else kind of bit me. Oh, I did take Trey Lance in that league. Um, so obviously he goes down week two. That didn't work. And then my backup was Jameis Winston. He's been hurt as well. Um, so, yeah. that, that, that You were league, snake bit, man. Oh, no, yeah. I, was, I, wasn't, I don't even think it was completely that I would. I just drafted so terrible. I mean, there was just a couple guys who were – a lot of people were high on, like Robinson Mooney just ended up being yeah, complete busts. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't really see that coming. And then yeah. Trey Lance, of course, getting hurt. I can't plan for that. So, uh, yeah, I got I got kind of snake bit in that one. But in all my other leagues, I'm, I'm doing well. I think I'm, in my other ones, I'm like – Five and one, four and two, and four and two. I think so. What's the what's the penalty pain that you pay by by not having a good team in your front? Uh, so that one, if I lose that league, um, if I get dead last, that's the only one that has a punishment. I uh-huh. I either have to shave my head or um, dye my or like bleach my hair, like white blonde. Have you have you landed? You're you're going to be white blonde. That's yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, think I think I'd rather just go for the shaved head, probably. Not completely bald, just uh, just like. No, just very short. Just very cut. short. The the Eminem stand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I think that's probably a better move for me. I don't think I'd look very good with the beach blonde. How many people are b- below you right now, currently? Um, I think there's only two below me. Oh, Carter, come on. Yeah. Man. <laughs> no, but like I said, I, I I'm fully confident that my team has gotten better. I like I said, I've been I've been wheeling dealing making some trades, and uh, I I think it's got at least an opportunity to. It's an eight man playoff in a twelve man league. So if I can just make it into the playoffs, that guarantees I don't get last. And how many people in the league? 12 um so and then if if i uh even if i don't make the playoffs if i'm in the bottom four i'm still confident in my team at this point that it would beat at least two or three other guys in the consolation round which that's what determines the actual last place so i'm still feeling confident that i'm not gonna get dead last but i, I don't have any hope at all that i'm gonna that i'm gonna win the league we're gonna ask to follow this 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 development <laughs> Why don't you want to follow my leagues that I'm actually good in? <laughs> we want to follow them all, but the fact that the other this one can get your hair shaved, yeah, that that's kind of a big deal. So uh, let them know who we got tonight on this high school game. Um, I don't. Oh, it's yeah, Gretna. Lincoln East and Gretna. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you got you've got a good one there. Um, Nick Sainz is going to be out there calling the game for us. Uh, we're going to run a replay from six to seven, and then jump out to Seacrest and do that. We will see most of you folks tomorrow morning. Out at Old Rec Center, uh, the 63rd Annual Kiwanis Pancakes Festival. All the pancakes and sausage you can eat. We're going to be there. We're going to hang out uh, and do that. And then there's it's Princess Night at the Icebox tomorrow night, Lincoln Stars. Uh, grab your tiaras and your gowns and show up. It's going to be a fun Saturday. And then Sunday, we've got a full lineup for you. So we appreciate you hanging out this week and hanging out tonight. Buckle in. There should be some really good high school football. Carter Laundry, thank you. Uh, Jay Foreman, thank you. Elena from Upside Bar and Lounge. I'm DP. Those three words. Go Big Red.